0: I'm going to be fine. I'm high energy. It's not sweaty. It's fine. What are you so pleased about? Um, Why are you so giggly, giggly happy in the corner? I I don't like you this upbeat at the start of an episode. It's just I have a little list of things that I want to bring up later in the show. It just means I have harder to work to grind you down over the course of the next episode. Grind me down? Yes. Well, I wish you'd grind me up. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I wanted to say something before you. Yeah, go on. Mm. I think it's only right that I say happy week time to all the cheap show. Listenees Happy Daytime Weektime Listenees And hello I'm Eli Silverman For your ears Is this going well? Fucking hell This is claptrap Of the highest calibre <laughs> That's what you come here for No it's not I'd like to pretend To do a really genuinely Good professional podcast That one day Might be held aloft By Scholars of the future The Pulitzer You're looking to get The Pulitzer For wa- Winky Aren't you basically I want to get the Pulitzer pool- Poo liquor for Winky <laughs> No. Hello, welcome Uh, to Cheap Show, the Economy Comedy Podcast. Welcome in. Get comfy. Are you ready? Shall we begin? Let's Let's begin. begin. Let's begin. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles. It's just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap Show. on office Chief show it's the price of shite. full gannon Eli Silverman welcome to cheap show and a go and I nuzzle. It's cheap show time. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Lifestyles of the Filthy and Grotty. I'm your host, Paul Gannon, and I've got my UV light. So I'm gonna to oh, you're check gonna shine out. it around here. I'm right. gonna you're shine gonna it ha- around ham and eggs. Right, what's all is there any spoff upon the pillow? There's no spoff. I think it's a myth. You know what? I think it's a myth. There's no I down there. I see speckles. There's speckles The UV light shows me speckles. Listen. Speckles of love? Speckles? No, Paul, speckles they're of Crispy, listen, you're getting into the realm of some characters who no longer exist. Or Actually, I see many speckles with my UV light. Shall I check the House of Pickles, boys and girls? Shall I go right now and check the House of Pickles? What, I ejaculate? It's is like, that going to be like some kind of big surprise or I, scandal? If I cast oh, it upon your comes. bedrooms... If I, if Eli's I... a healthy male who, who ejaculates. Yeah, but the problem what is... A, what a... a... Bombshells. That's the word. The interesting thing, though, is yes, every man does ejaculate, but maybe not so willy-nilly. So I want to go into your room and scan it. Why are you doing out. a joke, a Judd Apatow joke from four che- years I ago check that it. isn't even scientifically I want to check it. I want to see your room. Well, why I want do a joke about fucking pink eye in North Korea or something. You you're twat. just scared of what would happen you're if I walk this, into the bedroom. Oh, you really piss me with off. You really pissed me off. With you're this. just frightened of the truth. I come back. The truth of what? I spunk everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's no surprise to anyone. Oh, big surprise. Eli Silverman spunks off. <laughs> Read all about it. <laughs> yeah, read all about it, ladies and gentlemen. Eli comes! Listen, I want to start this show with, with, with something I think is quite nice. Oh, so, yeah, this is good, actually. Right, this no, good. no, before we even get there. Oh, you've got lots I, of surprises for me today. After last week, I took some time to reflect and to come to terms with certain decisions that I'd made. And I thought... Making you talk sexy and then not giving you per twings and then denying you the well, shopping not, trolley the was p- was cruel and a little bit beyond the pale. So Eli, I would like to say sorry. So here is the trolley for you, and in it Thanks. is a little extra gift just for is you because I thought I looked at this gift and I thought I have to get it to you. So oh, you found this in a charity shop. This is an apology. Shop, this is an apology present. The trolley and what is this? Big pencils for small hands. <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that from the fucking works? Have you got the receipt. You can fucking. <laughs> Have it back. No. You've tainted it. You could use it for your drawings, can't you? Because it's the actual pencils? It's like it's made for Are you. And they colour. 12 chubby pencils and a sharpener in a tube. You get little chubby pencils. Yeah, but they all colour. All right, thanks. Yeah. Just for you. Perfect, aren't they? Just for my small hands. Just for your chubby little chipolatas. Just for your. My chorizo fingers. Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Listen, about the. um. The, the sprinkles or whatever, yeah. yeah. The the the, the flashlight. It's, it's, well, it's not a flashlight. It's moved on. I'm getting confused. it's not a flashlight? It's a UV, UV light. Black light. Blacklight. Yeah, black light. Right. That doesn't I've show moved up on. spunk. It that does. That doesn't show up spunk. And what's more, you saw some small speckles of something on my jeans. Yeah. I've right. moved on. You seem Listen, to be bringing this do you up. You know what the CEO of Levi Strauss, one Dof, of the biggest trouser manufacturers who's ever doffed li- protest the earth. too much, Do you, boys what and girls? Do you what? remember what he said? I never. got spunk on my jeans. You never have to clean your jeans. Why? Because they self-clean after no, they a couple don't. of weeks. No, yes, they do they Look, have a sniff of my I jeans. I am not sniffing your jeans. <laughs> they're nice. I am not. No, they're not. They're natural oils. and now. All... No, it's a, you're, I think it's you're confusing ecosystem. jeans with washing your hair. It's like if you don't use product in your hair, it'll self-clean. Does it? I don't know. I've heard that. No, it doesn't. I don't know. My Either way, it's totty bollocks, isn't it? Totty bollocks. Anyway, you got a trolley as well. So thank you. I'm I you do like that trolley. That will go on the shelf in the other room. Yeah. So that's my apology, and I might uh, have to tape over the M and because I don't like that. Yeah, tape I over I it was like. Asda. Or Safeway. Yeah. Or retro thing like that A bit Woolworths. of a retro thing, not the MS because they suck, don't they? Anyway, You're talking to the mic, because, you know, the lovely listeners would like to hear, and I'm tired of editing your muffles. One thing I will say about m M&S, Paul, they're ready meals. Very tasteless, in my opinion. <laughs> That's just a bit of a culinary a bit tip. Of an, so here's the, here's the other little thing, though. Oh, crisp. We've got some crisps in here, Paul, that you would not have tasted before. Can we get to that later, or another episode, we'll, we'll or just, I don't I just, we'll care? Get, I'll just get them out. At some point, yeah, randomly, that. yeah, a okay. bonus opinion, bonus crisp moment Group, coming up. A people. bonus, but, but what is coming to a bonus crisp moment, right? That was the lovely thing, but now is another lovely thing. Well, someone, uh, Graham Casey, who appeared on our show a year or so ago, maybe two years now with COVID, Jesus fucking Christ, uh, the missing year, yeah. Graham Casey, we used to do a sketch show with him years and years ago. He sent us a thing on Facebook, it was a Facebook marketplace advert, and it simply said, Speedboat for sale. Brackets unwanted game show gift, and instantly you thought, "Well, what kind of what other game show could it be?" I only really put it together when I saw the photograph of Bullseye there, Jim yeah. Bowen standing by a boat that looks very similar. Similar. So I looked at it and thought, "Well, hang on, how do you, how can you prove? That's, what's the providence? Yeah, how can you prove it's that boat? I yeah, mean, does it say no? I know exactly. You know, given to me by." So anyone Bowen. could say I was on Bullseye in the 80s and like, here's me boat. You can't prove it. Jim Boehm could stand on the bow of that boat and they would be on Bow, Bowen, on Bow. Oh, I'm moving on from that right now. <laughs> so I decided to look at the advert after initially going, oh, funny, funny, oh, what else is there? Yes. And then I read the description from uh, the seller information is Simon. And right. uh, it was one I when I read this that I thought, oh, I'll mention it on the show. So he says... If you don't live on a council estate in the middle of some grey, downtrodden Medway town with limited access to Lake Windermere, the Norfolk Broads or the Isle of Scilly, then this is surely a must. I'm selling my speedboat, which I won on Bullseye in 1987. Okay. Honestly, I would much have preferred the Vista Semi Trans Mark II motorhome with two-ring burner and sheltered housing beige tartan furnishings. I would like the, you, I would have preferred the mobile home yeah. as well. Everyone or would. the kitchen, or the fitted living room, or a box of money. Or a you telly. Know? Did or they used telly. to have telly as the top prize? Not as the top prize. Usually, maybe Bully Special, but never the winning gamble prize. I see. So anyway, he says, never been used as they neglected to advise me on licenses and fees for owning a boat and even giving me a boat trailer. I wasn't They'd too keen. They literally ke- go, just there's the fucking boat. Yeah, you, you sort it out. Wow. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> or they delivered it's it just and dropped the- it on his driveway and it was okay, like, yeah. now what? So he goes on to say, I also wasn't too keen on Jim Bowen and his warm northern humour and he stunk of inside out whoopee cushion dipped in a tin of win lot <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, That's free pretty to- specific, isn't it? Anyway, free to any budding aviation enthusiast. Aviation's always no, right got term. that wrong. Yeah. yeah. And then you see the boat and it looks like shit. It looks like it's been left on the side of the road for twenty years. And it doesn't have it has a, a detail. There's a white stripe down the hood. Is that you call it the hood of a boat? I don't the, know, the front. Maybe the front. Where the, Bowen The bow? The bow where Bowen stands on the Bowen number. Bowen's on the bow. bow. Bowen's bow wow. Uh, it's Absolute Dog's, Dogs Dinner. Dinner. Win a lot. <laughs> win a lot, yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. It's all coming round. You'll win a lot of prizes <laughs> with David yeah. and Jim Bow Wow on in Absolute Dog's Dinner. Absolute Dog's Dinner. It could be a dog based game show. It could be. Yeah. Name Sniff That Dog. Yeah. That's a Bloodhound. Terrier. Oh, Yorkie. I can A oh. Yorkie? That's yeah. a chocolate bar, you think? No, oh, that's. Oh, no, it is arsehole. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but luckily, what turns me on is Dalmatian. Yeah. One sniff of a Dalmatian's clout. And I'm oh. fucking, I know it. Oh, can, I'm coming a bit just thinking can, about I can, it. I can, I can fucking put my finger on it. I'm drawing a snail trail saying, fuck me in me pants. In me... <laughs> <laughs> and that was the worst episode of You Bet Ever. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Anyway. So, yeah. About... 18 quid. Yeah, but I guess you've got to get it yourself and look it at it. doesn't look, do you see the white stripe down the front? It doesn't look like the same boat at all. And well, how... no, it's that picture that they put on is just to kind of show a bullseye boat and bullseye and Jim Bowen. I don't think he's saying that's the one he won. I see. I guess someone could look up Simon and S- in 87 on, on Challenge TV and or on YouTube. And also, why would you want it? It's like you've got no certification. He's just admitted. Yeah. It's nothing. It's just a broken old boat but he's also probably had it in his front garden for 30 years so you believe it from that it. from the little blurb you'd say you I believe don't know. it i do i just thought it was cute to read out he said Jim Bowen smelled smelt bad. I mean, isn't he a personal hero? I think he's, no, he's not a personal hero. But I also think, yeah. Was he a bad just, guy? Just looking at Jim Bowen and he does look like, you know, like a Sunday roast at a harvester. <laughs> he's got that kind of smell to him. Old food. Nanny's Christmas lunch. Yeah, it's old that. turkey. Yeah. Watery gravy and old turkey fat sizzling. He, smel- he smells like a chip pan in a caravan. Right, yeah. It's that yeah, kind yeah. of smell. In, in a holiday home but I like Scotland's this we should make this coat. a permanent segment what? imagine what Jim Bowen Smelled smells like, <laughs> Here's all, like I'll, well I'll, he smells like the grave now probably dust what's those pans you get what's those pies you get Frey Bentos here? Frey Bentos oh, yeah. yeah he does smell like that he's yeah. like a cross between Frey Bentos and rotting flesh oh. <laughs> Flesh Bentos <laughs> Uh, second album, etc. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I would like to go see a band called Flesh Bentos. <laughs> <laughs> we are Flesh Bentos! They would be metal, wouldn't they, as fuck. Like, no, but they'd start with a little bit of folk, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <like, laughs> Loud and quiet. Now I like it. Paul. We are Frey Bentos. <laughs> hey nonny, nonny. and no, hey, hey nonny, nonny. Frey nonny. Bentos. Flesh Bentos. Flesh Bentos. By. <laughs> you forgot the name of your own fucking group. Absolute dogs dinner. Oh, are you oh that's coming, has it? Right, do your little bit. I'm not doing a bit. I'm yeah. asking you. Here I've got a go. here. No, I'm, there's another list. No, I'm asking you. Yeah. As is as is our wand. custom and our our little way. What's coming up on the show today, Paul? Well, coming up on the show today, we're going to do a Paul's Page Turners and a platter, Silverman's platters. We're going to do a Silverman's platter. I was just my condensing it for time. No, you you know, I've been noticing this. You know, you every little thing, thing, shaving off a little mention of Eli here, shaving <laughs> off another mention of Eli there, slowly accruing. It just being you and me, and no one even knows who I am. They just think, who's that Mate, annoying every- impish guy with tiny fingers? Tiny Finger Eli, the smell monster. Is that who I am? Is that who I am? Pumple Stink Skin. Right. <laughs> 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 <Wait>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's what, you. what is
0: coming up on the show, though, well, in all honesty? Because I'm floundering here. Well, Pumple sti- well, sti- Stink Skin, I'm, I'll tell you what's coming I'll up on the, the show. I've, it- told you, I've just told you. We're doing. Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, a I completely ignored it. And a page turner. The problem is, I've been doing this so long, Paul, that when you say things that are just things we've done before, I just completely <laughs> yeah, blank see, out. That's what I do as well when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> Talking without thinking on cheap show. Downloading program. Right. <laughs> so they'll go to this list if you're not careful. Just, just do it anyway. Um, okay. and, then, and then get your crisps out, and then that's the segment. No, I, we'll save the crisps for halfway. Oh, thrilling! There is crisps, everybody. We're we'll just doing quick taste and quick cheap eats <sighs> in maybe about twenty minutes. Okay. After we have uh, a shut up, get on. With on it. my list, one Finch, two Lee. That's a coincidence that it turned, that it spells Finchley across the first two. Or is it? No, because one is the bird, Finch. Psychologically, you might have been... And the second is Lee, the River Lee. It's a river here in in North London. Right, so Three. I'm still guessing you could have... Barrington. Yeah. Right. Four. Yeah. Smell reach. Smell reach. It's an important concept. And five, teas, Paul. Teas. T-E-A-S-E or yeah. T E A S. T A S. So, cup of teas. Cup of teas, but it doesn't say that. Well... Let's You've see. really milked a lot of well, humour out of my list. We well a, done. We asked 100 people. <laughs> <laughs> one, name a type of bird. You said, Finch. <laughs> our survey says, Ba-ding! 16. Oh, not our <laughs> top answer, but well done. Uh, number two, we asked, name a river in London. <laughs> you uh, said, the River Lee. Lee. Our survey said, it is in fucking London. Thames was our top answer, though. We asked 100 well, people. Well, Lee got something. Yeah, well, no one said Lee. Out of 100 people. Fucking hell. Number three. We asked you, come up with the name of a man who <laughs> once <laughs> got arrested for perjury. You said, Lord Barrington. <laughs> Our survey says, woo, woo, woo. Top answer, top 52. Answer. Uh, number four. This is it. How much do I have to get then? Come on, you're a shit. Host. You've got to get 47 more points. Uh, okay. That's got to be the top answer for this. So, uh, question name four. Name it said, name something you no. drink. At five o'clock in no, Britain. That's just his number yes, four tees. That Yeah, but you said that to number four, which was... Um, shit. Sorry. Name <laughs> something. <laughs> name something you could do with your nose and your arms. You said smell reach. <laughs> <laughs> Our survey says. Bong! Oh, 12. 12 So points. that means you've got to get. 35. 35. Look, he did a bit of maths there that he right. invented. Final question. Number five. <laughs>
1: you're we probably asked good a, at maths we if asked it's in the context of <laughs> a game show. show. No, you're it's like an idiot no. survival. No, we've
0: proven no, that completely true, wrong. No. Uh, and you, we finally asked, <laughs> name a hot drink. You said, teas. Our survey <laughs> says, <laughs> bing. Top answer. 14 points. Coffee was the top answer with 25. Oh. Uh, so you're one short. Eli, give me your penis. (laughs) You've lost the game. What was the top prize, a boat? It wasn't. It wasn't a top prize. It was this trolley. (laughs) Right, right. should you crack on with the show? come on. Sound effect time. Since I saved that fucking awful segment of yours. (laughs) Hello and welcome back. What segment is this? I would like you to come over here. Over here is my new one. Over here, over there. Bumming me hard. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. What's no, wrong with I you today? With that, it's always the same. Especially considering what we're about to talk oh, about. Right, sorry, it might seem like pot kettle black situation. No, or it I, obviously is not, Paul. I'm just saying. Listen, you're not allowed to do any more intros you've given to segments. Me midget pencils. <laughs> no, they're, they're just chunky pens for small hands. This <laughs> is <laughs> for children. No, small hands. It means children or though. tiny, infant- ger- tiny Germans. Infantilise me. Well, I don't don't turn you into any kind of ghost. <laughs>
1: That's awful. <laughs>
0: that is bad. I don't know why. No, it's <laughs> now time for pa- 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 Paul's pa- 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 page turners. And that is the segment of the show where we look at literature. Yes. Uh Books. That's Basically, literature. it's about books, isn't <laughs> it? Magazines sometimes. Sometimes magazines. Uh, pamphlets. Brochures. Uh Books. <laughs> Fortune cookies. Magazines. Have I said magazines? Cookies. Uh, signs. Skywriting. internet, and finally. Phones. Do you ever read phones? Poetry. Plays. Scripts. Stop. You're just doing a Things I can read. You know what, Paul? Albums. (laughs) Tattoos. Paul, stop, please. Braille. (laughs) (laughs) We could do braille. (laughs) Audiobooks? No, because you can't read read audiobooks. audiobooks. You You can only listen. You You listen to audiobooks, don't you? You know what? 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 This packaging is not for children. It is. is. It's just not for small hands. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shut up Oh it must be like Trying to open something up With I don't know Just a handful of thumbs There we go Oh he's opened it up Oh look at him Bless him He's oh, opened it up very hot Is it very sticky No stop <laughs> Concentrate Focus don't... I can't It's all I've got liquid forehead again No you don't have liquid forehead Oh, oh look at those Big chunky pencil Cute colours pencils Yeah just... Oh they look big in your hand Don't they Oh shut Oh up. well done You're a big boy today Gives a cuddle Weird Right <laughs> And it has a sharpener in Doesn't it Yeah, it's got a sharpener in. It's a nice little thing, Paul. Was it from the works? No. Charity shop. Oh, look at that. What a nice little wooden wooden eraser that is. It's very ineffective, though. I don't care. Your problem now. Ow! Right, so um, we were sent this in the PO box uh, a few weeks ago, and I've sadly forgotten the name attached. So. First of all, I apologise, but based on the book, I maybe you don't want to be associated with this at all. Because I had a quick look through this, and it shocked and appalled me. Is it? Did it arrive just by itself, or was it with other items? It was with other items, so it's likely that what we maybe they? have mentioned that. Uh, mate, it's hard to keep track. Will the person's name be with those other items, Paul? Yeah, but as I say, maybe they don't want to know once I reveal that today we are looking at the FHM Little Book of Bloke. What more does a man need? Now I never used to read FHM. No, neither did I. Was it? It was like a tits on the cover sort of. It was like loaded. It was all that yeah, but kind what of. What was that? Smack. What would you call those mags? Do they even exist anymore? No, not really. I don't believe. I mean, why? I'm, because did the law change? Was it like the page three thing? Because we Sun used to have. I think bare breasts on page three. Yeah, and it was a national newspaper. Yeah, and then it, I don't know if it was a law, but they were some they were forced well, no, to stop in some way, It's they? more that the fact that during the 90s, when these magazines were huge, there was lad culture, and it even extended to women, because you had like the ladette culture oh, and wow. stuff like that. You what remember? did that mean? It just meant they could behave like all the worst aspects of boys, and that was some kind of weird equality at the time. Yeah. Weird logic. Isn't that... That's what I'm, just, that's what I'm driving at. Isn't yeah. it strange that they'd sort of... Well, it's like this sort of masculine, this worship of... Of the worst aspects of masculinity, what you'd call toxic masculinity. Well, that's what they call now. Yeah, but it's bloke culture back then. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's but it was fashionable, even for women to act like like that. Well, then. because that was the only way men respects women could have a voice in pop culture and the media. And that's fucked up. Yeah. But it was it's also successful. Because I mean, look at the shows that were out around then as well. So you obviously had the word... And that wasn't blokey so much, but it leered towards it at times because, you know, some of the guests they but had... But are- at that time as well, there were other currents in culture, weren't they? It wasn't utterly dominant, the whole lad culture. Thing. No, but it was... Because there was things like the rave thing, and that was much more egalitarian between the sexes and sort of a bit asexual in a way, wasn't it? A you- little bit. Do you know what but I mean? we're looking at the back end of, like... Britpop, pop. We're looking at yes, you which know, was very flirty, wasn't it? Yeah. We're looking at all, which it, it wasn't like the case of Oasis, but most of the cases they're all art students who did bands like yeah, Suede and yeah, Pulp yeah, and yeah, Blur, yeah. all artsy kids. Oh no, or, and also with sort of um, and androgenine sort of uh, with Pulp definitely and Swade. as well. Yeah, but like even Blair did lean into the blow cast, but like boys and girls. Yes, but Park they were sort life. of. They would have. They sort of framed it as sort of writing the, in the way that the Kinks did. Sort of writing, yeah. the, uh, from the uh, a song from the perspective of a particular character that they've. Yeah, Do you see what I mean. Going past all that, you had like TV shows like Men Behaving Badly, which was you know the blokey sitcom. Yes, uh, you also had like even Skin and Badil's, uh Fantasy Football was blokey. Was, was blokey. Was laddie. I mean, it, again. Not as blokey and laddie as it could have been, but like Chris Evans was a big frontrunner. I was of just all about to shows. say, the Big Breakfast was that a laddie. No, but like, don't forget your toothbrush and TFI Friday definitely lent into that. But what about culture. that thing with Samantha Janison? Game on. That was a bit laddie, wasn't I, it? I, I don't really. The rem- whole basis is like they're like single men, and then a really hot girl moves in. moves in, and that's the sort of tension. And do you which, see what I mean? Which one doesn't bust the nut over? Yeah, her first. exactly. Yeah. Y- do you know what I mean? And it's a whole sort of construction around yeah. the gender roles and the sexes that but, is sort of like you wouldn't get now. No, because that's what I'm saying. These magazines died out for two reasons. One, that culture slowly went away the closer you got to the millennium. And the second thing is the popularity of the internet made magazines like FHM and Loaded pointless. Because this was a lifestyle magazine, wasn't it? Yes. There were men's lifestyle magazines, but the tone was, oh! <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: And even, look, even though
0: back in the day this wasn't for me and I was probably a bit too young for it, I still would glance at it and go, I don't recognise these men. I don't want to be part of that yes. culture. Well, that- so did I in a, to a certain extent, yeah. So this is a little book, span off from the FHM. And- so do you think it was given away on the cover? Yeah. Isn't that strange to give a little book on the cover and... That's something you don't see very much these days, well, and it's just the mag. It's just a sort of extension of the mag. They used to do it. Viz did it with the Profanosaurus as well, didn't they? Yeah, but it's like, a little but that's Fine, because that's kind of like a little pull-out and keep kind of fun thing. Whereas this seems to be like if you boiled loaded down to one pure essence of shit garbage. This little book. It's a little book of garbage distilled FHM shit. And have you mentioned the title already? It's called the Little, little book, book of, of bloke. bloke. The FHM Little Bloke of Book. Bog of Book. Bloke. Well, well local... let me just start by. So so this was written in... uh, Book of Bloke. Right, so this was written in 2003, apparently. This came out in 2000. But this is like the dying embers of that movement. Well, if you think about it, it kind of hung around, didn't it, into the early 2000s? Yeah. Isn't it weird how that always happens with decades? They all, like the 60s didn't really end in terms of the culture until like 73 or so. The 80s didn't start until 83 or 4, kind of. It still... Because it was still the 70s. Yeah. And similarly with the turn of the century, it's sort of like really night It was really like the 90s in the early 2000s, wasn't it? A it? little bit, yeah. yeah. It still, still had that. Obviously, 2004, did you say? 2003. Three, yeah. But I'm guessing this is like distilled articles from the past few years boiled into one so it's coming to an end they're sort of regurgitating stuff let me just read what daniel davis editor-in-chief says at the beginning of this book right men we face a crisis 2003 we face a crisis what fucking crisis (laughs) we are being ridiculed everywhere from the pages of women's mags to lady bias tv adverts 2003 this shit's being Uh. said But who has filled the world with beautiful objects like the Golden Gate Bridge and the Vaughan's second album and the Lamborghini Diablo? Who digs up the road to bring you digital cable? Men. That too. Uh, Which is why FHM has produced this celebration of blokeness from the ability to manipulate three-dimensional objects in space to being the uh, sex that dreams up a school to being the sex that dreams up a school for wheelies. school for wheelies. So be proud of your Y chromosome as you slap a radiation alert sticker onto the monitor of annoying colleague. And with my intimate knowledge of the content of this book, let me give you the personal guarantee that what follows is 100% pure bollocks. I thank you. That's just shit. The premise of this is like, men are being attacked. Oh, we can't be men anymore. You can't say that anymore. What's actually being said is your journalism style is dying out because it's proving to be archaic and really it's fucking aggressive. So this book is a weird mix. It's a mixture of, like, random articles about sports and fighting and things like that, things you express. Then there are things like, things that shocked me, where it's like, men, do you know this? And I'm like, if you don't know this by now, there's a real fucking problem. And then there's sex stuff. Lots of sex stuff. Right, so... All that stuff, and stuff you think a man should know. But here's the first article of note after going through this, and I've pulled out a few special pages. One, shave your arse. Chest hair, chin stubble, all part of being a man, but an evil curly arse hair. No, it must be destroyed. And then it goes through the, the, the ways you can shave your arse. By, oh, let's see. Oh, I'll let you read it out. First thing to do, of course, is to get quite literally butt naked. Uh-huh. <laughs> In a shower, yeah, okay. Then fill your bowl with warm water. Right. Take all your shaving... I don't need to... Oh, this is... But do you see the point? Oh, he's shaving his cheeks. I thought he was going to go in and try and sort of get the ring. No, man, you should never attack that area without professional assistance. No, you shouldn't. Because it's should... a delicate button. Um, it's my delicate button. It is, it's, could get quite sore. I honestly think the only reason they put this article in is so they could write the words arse and draw it's a man terrible. squatting in the shower. Shaving his ass. Sugaring. No, this is some info here. Hang on, what's sugaring? This technique has been used for centuries in the Middle East, home of the highest concentration of werewolf women. Oh, great. You see what I mean? Oh, great. I just thought, as soon as it said Middle East, there's going to be something fucking racist that comes within two words. It's almost as if you can't write something without comparing it in derogatory terms to... Another culture, I another species, another that. sex. Just stick it in there. Yeah. A bit of racism. Just like weird. Yeah. But the you I don't even want to know what sugaring is now because you've disgusted me, a little FHM. And then the next article of note. Book of bloke. Shag of the month. And look how they st- look Where how they it? look how they start this. When she owes you a favour, forget about missionary. Here are six positions that do everything for you and nothing for her. <laughs> and then there are sex six sex positions that are designed to basically, you know... What? It's like, well, Well, what are they? What could it possibly be? the hoist. Take the sort of thick sash you get with a luxury bathrobe, fold it in half, knot the ends and loop it under her hips. Then hold on tight and lift her as you do her doggy style. Yes, it will leave your arms aching, but the extra deep penetration compensates for the bum. I remember what I was going to say now. Yeah. Do you think people used this... For a little tug on Tommy Tigger. Yes, because there's all sorts in the world and some fucking so guys... So that's enough to get some guy off probably just thinking about grumble. that, basically. Yeah. The wallflower, the back Because flip. it was sort of... Um, but wasn't... The internet was it came in in 96. Wasn't that the end of any kind of porn? Difficulty obtaining porn ended on that date, didn't it? What when the internet began? Yeah, well, porn became yeah a, a, an all-access kind of open-source thing. Two thousand and three. Oh yeah, no. So who would be? It'd be for little boys. Would be it's for people. Well, it's for a culture of men who are still tied into, for one of a better phrase, analog thought. So they're the people who enjoyed men, men behaving badly, unironically. They potentially like sports, they drink a lot and they like fighting and boxing. You know what I mean? It's like, the, the, there's an audience that they write these magazines for that I might not associate with, but they're there and they don't care because they think like this anyway. The journalism reflects to some extent. What's another position? The Cave of Delights. Simple but also effective. She takes a gulp of warm but never hot drink oh, or something on. with icing or something fizzy, champagne, diet coke, holds it in her mouth then gobbles you off. If you're really in it good books, perhaps you saved a small puppy from drowning. She'll alternate from one beverage to the other. No, she won't. No woman <laughs> is going to have a line of coffee, cola, <laughs> champagne, tea, still water, fizzy water. Bob at the, the end. Bob rule. Oh, do you want a meaty finish, love? <laughs> meat, meat bath finish? Do you want your dick to smell like Win-A-Lot after we're done? <laughs> Come on, you've nicked Win-A-Lot off that guy who great did the ad. I'm having that. Uh, the Spinner. Like the backflip, she mounts no, you cowgirl yeah. style. Then and she then slowly twists around. 360, all impaled on your diamond cutter. No, but th- this does, it's not sexy. It doesn't work. You, uh, No one gets anything out of that 360 spin. No, it's just. Can you imagine how awkward that is to be like, oh, my leg, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, oh. but it's just. T- she owes you one. She owes you She owes you a painful one. You've done something for her, like whatever, take the bins out. And now she's going to give you one. Get her to gobble some and gob you off, and then, like, the next chapter is literally no job for a woman. They can't throw knives. They can't be a Eurofighter pilot. They can't, they can't, do, can't do rally driving. They can't do a welder. And they say, ignore flash dance. No, flash I will dance. not ignore flash dance. I like flash dance. Here's a woman who tried to do this, and she didn't do it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Yeah. Anything else? Tales from the Door. Ooh. Tales from the Door. How oh, weren't from... we going to do one of those this week? Well, we're going to say it for next week. I realised. Oh. I thought we'd bank it. Bouncers are the hardest men in Britain. So let's talk to Jeff Thompson, one of Coventry's Kings of Doormen. So it's like a lot of tropes that come up. It's like sex for, for the benefit of the man. Well, it's all machismo, isn't it? It's yeah. that sense of uh, caveman, yeah, taking, base taking pleasure. It. And also the sort of transactional na- nature in that she owes you one. Do you yes. know what I mean? She owes you. And then there's sort of a celebration of violent men. Well, there's another chapter in here celebrating Chopper, you know, the fucking yeah, super violent, violent criminal. criminal yeah. It, oh, it's it's, just... it's, again, a part of that culture where it's like, if you can't be a tough guy in the East End, you can read lots of fucking books about them and get into it. It's part. It's almost part of the same fascinating with true crime. It's not too. There's dis- overlap with yes, but I mean, as a fan of the noir. Genre, the best noir doesn't yeah. celebrate macho men in that way, it, but it shows crime for what it is, which is something that destroys people. Yeah, you destroy, do you see? I mean, there's a certain romance to it, yes, but, but usually nuanced. they're all tragedies, yeah, mostly anti heroes. It's the celebration of the anti hero as if they were a real hero. It's that it's the same thing what people, you know who want to act hard have like posters of Al Pacino and Scarface. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When in fact when you actually look at the film he's an incestuous monster. Do you know what I mean? Who ends up dead because of his ego. And why would you want to be that? Do you Mate, know what I mean? So I'm just going to read two examples of Jeff the Bouncer's life, two little anecdotes. Oh, he beat some cancer. And up. I'm going to say the second he one. Bottled someone. I'm going to change the language of it. Oh, there's right a bit of racism coming up is there? Yes. So Fantastic I'm going to change the language FHM. of it, right? Just so I can at least defend this fucking podcast. <laughs> so the first one is Jeff on Hardman, right? One night I had trouble with this guy called Granite Jaw, who had a reputation of being impossible to knock out. We brawled in the street for 20 minutes. People were watching, and then some were walking you to the You did not fight shop. for, can I just say, you didn't fight for 20 minutes. I'm just reading what he says. 20 minutes, one of you's dead. Do you know what I mean? You don't fight for 20 minutes. All right, but like, let think Think what a round of boxing is, Paul. Three minutes. Maybe it was three minutes, but like they thought it was 20 minutes because yeah, th- they thought it was epic. Because he's a cunt. Yeah. So, people were watching, then walking to the chippy, eating, and coming back. We were all still at it. In the end, I had to bite the top of his finger off. We became <laughs> friends afterwards. Story oh, was, one. So, I okay. And they're all kind of similar. Like one on cowards where he goes, I, I made this guy pass out because I was so hard. Oh. Anyway, Jeff on Japes. So, here's one of Jeff's absolutely... Fucking hilarious. Absolutely. Absolutely, Jeff, Japes. Just try that sentence once. Absol- oh, I'm going to say absolutely now, <laughs> on purpose. Come on. Jeff's absolutely wonderful <laughs> Japes. One night, I snuck off for a rest in the clout room. I must have nodded off, but then I sensed this musty smell lurking over me. I woke up to find another Bouncer's willy dangling out of my mouth. The guys found it hilarious. That's the king of crack you get on the door. S- sorry. Dangling out of his mouth. Dang- oh, sorry. Dangling over my mouth. That was very different um, that way you said uh, that. All right, I wo- Dangling out of my mouth was like a fucking nightmare, mate. <laughs> I know. I- Let me rephrase <laughs> it. I woke up to find another bouncer's willy dangling over my over mouth over my mouth yeah. the not gout gal- of my and mouth it's horrible Weird. either way either it way, went that- well david lynch there i was like oh willie oh, really well, coming well, out well, my well, mouth yeah no that would be disturbing but i'm just gonna let you. i pissed off, pissed in my mouth no someone just had Look, just read the a- um, don't read it out but read the actual bit i didn't read and you'll see why i skipped it so at the very bottom of the second column to the top <sighs> of the third no i'm not reading this out there no just read it to yourself and see why i exercise certain details Oh, the musty smell after the penis over the mouth. Yeah, Yeah, that bit. Read the next line that I didn't read. Ah. Yes. You see? I bet that adds a bit of more fruit and colour to his wonderful japes. But I was like, you fucking cunt. (laughs) Uh, Just, just. uh... And that's like the japes. He pissed in his mouth or he pissed onto his hair? No, or? no, there was, hang on. I've never, no one mentions, nor What's did I mention. What's the musty smell? It's the smell of from the, the smell of a penis it's the bellend right smell. on your top lip because they thought that's hijinks. Uh, hilarious. Yeah. Um, here's a chapter which surprised me. How your cock works. And you think, as an adult, if you don't know this, then there's a serious problem with you. I don't care if this is meant to be a flighty segment to just pass it off, but... It is pure filler. It must be. But it goes what into it? All, all the details. After every 150 mil, you have to go for a wee. Then all of a sudden, you feel you need to wee. And then you go wee. That's literally the article spread You bladder, over. and then you wee. And then it talks about erections and ejaculation. And it talks you, about how the penis you get stiff, works. You you wank it off, all the cum comes out. Porn goes into the video player. The resulting oh. neuro input, a spit roast perhaps, triggers vast... vast, vast Vas- Vascular. No, vasodilator impulses in your cock. Relaxing the. Vasodilator a- impulse. Relaxing the arteroles in your shaft and causing three columns of erect tissue to fill with blood. And those are the tridents. You're getting stiff. Oh, come on. After swift strokes are plenty, sentry nerve endings in your bell end light up. Blah, blah, blah. Your internal sphincter closes, preventing an expulsion of urine, and the bladder neck contracts. Masturbation rate accelerates to breakneck speed. Goo's are brewing. Signals <laughs> from the upper sacral and lower lumbar regions ejaculations like ejaculation. Like they just all they've done is copy in a Wikipedia or, or whatever, you know, a scientific journal of the time. Yes. And then wrote in the words protecting the little fellas from the fanny acid. I see. Yes. Lovely. Again it's The Money the- Shot. With you wailing like a banshee man juice rockets up your shaft and out onto the sofa at a speed of twenty eight miles per hour. It's meant to be funny. This is meant to be funny. To think a pig can churn out eight thousand million each spurt. A pig, yeah. Oh great, get a pig in. Men on can only spunk about four hundred million sperms per. I gosh. don't. I have no feeling one way or another about that. And then there's literally that. the next chapter: is the great FHM shuffle challenge. They wanking, small wanking, is it? Dirty mags to the internet to a phone. What do they say? Toss time. Abandoned in despair after 30 minutes on the internet. Oh, fuck off. Dirty mags. Nine minutes, 47 seconds. What, to come? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? When he used his phone. I feel... I'm f- oh, a phone line, like a sex chat line. It said it took him 12 minutes and 14 seconds. He to- did, and he made it up. He's a fucking alcoholic hack. It's six minutes before she describes my Tally searing into her star hole, and 12 minutes before it's over. So there's an article about... Wanking off. ...what's best to wank, and apparently good old mags are uh, the old best. What else you got in that book? Oh, I'm God. feeling very... F- I feel like unclean. You know? There's the thing about garage gourmet, how to eat at a garage. There's how to get pissed on a budget. Oh, this and then... might be garage gourmet. Let's see what different snacks there are in that era. Forget about overpriced restaurants, petrol stations, stock all you need, and they're open 24 hours. Texaco. Does Texaco still exist? No, I don't think it does. You know. Starter, petit salami in a fruit compote using HP sauce and pepperami. Oh, so... they're just being twats, aren't they? They're like, why chicken... would you do that? You'd never put a, a pepperami in a... In a... Filouf pastry. The I mean, main meal would be chicken and bacon en crouté, which is a chicken and bacon slice and chicken cuppa soup. Nice. Dessert, Caramel Brayburn and hot chocolate sauce, which is an apple, put in some Cabri's caramel. Yeah, I'd eat that as well. All right, and then there's the BP menu. To start, chilli and tomato bruschetta with turkey and farmhouse cheese. And in that way, they mean uh, Spoky Bacon Mini Cheddars, Dairy Lunchables, Doritos, Salsa, and that's what it is. I quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> I might like the this chapter shit. which might yeah. work. And this is all right. We might give this bit a pass. Yes. Um, as long as there's no... Ra- it could get racist at some stage. Yeah, that's what I'm worrying about. Or sexist. Or classist. Main. Pepper steak tortillas with warm Caesar salad, which is a Ginster's pepper steak slice and BP Caesar wrap. Yeah, baby. And finally, a yogurty chocolate dumpling with wild cherry Kool-Aid, which is a chocolate muffin, a mool fruit corner, and you dollop the uh, yoghurt on the uh, muffin. So I used to like a mool corner. See, that's given me a warm feeling of nostalgia for the period. We found one article which t- hasn't turned our fucking stomach. Yeah, basically. It's like here to get pissed on a budget, like what? how little you need to spend in order to get fucking wrecked. Okay. Like, again, this is my 2003 is prices. it's pure... Um... So if you've got a budget of £10... It's pure, because you know what the... the... The um What? The fad was then was for What? Hooch. Soda Al- Alka Pops. Oh yeah, Alka Pops. Is, is well, there any no. alka pops on that? No. no or not they're just here. like you've got to drink beer. No, it's more it's like, like lager, if you, lager, lager. It says if you've got a budget of ten quid you can drink ten units, which is four pints of bass, which Fuck apparently off. comes to seven pounds thirty six. Wow. Yeah. Half pint of Butcom Bitter, which is 90p. Butcom. Okay. One Bell's Whiskey and Water, £1.40, and that all together comes to £9.66. Yeah, you apparently. could get pissed for a turnip. Yeah, back, back in the day. Yeah. Or certainly get tipsy. I oh, know. If I had three pints of Bass, uh, a Whiskey and Ice, and what else? Bell's Whiskey and Water and a Bitcom. Butcom Bitter. Which is like a is that That's a four bitter? pints of beer and a, and a shot, basically. Yeah. I'd be gone. But look how... Look, here's the image that they've put on. I wouldn't want on. to drink all that crap. That's the image they've put on this, a man being sick in the street. Oh. So finally, to end this segment, because there's loads that we could get into, but I have already decided this is making my hands feel dirty just oh, touching it. I feel it. sweaty and unclean. Like, I've like, been like rolling around in Soho in Sex Corner. Yeah. I mean, and there's A sex corridor. What was it called? Sex Bridge? Yeah. And inf- no, it wasn't called that. You're just ignoring everything I I'm saying, not Because it? I want to move Rabbit. on from this book. Banana head. Bar- oh, go back to my list. No, there's no more list. Right, so I'm going to skip the last chapter, which is Gayness Explained, which when I read this, it fucking made me angry that you could print this. And it would be, it's just bloke, jokey chat. So what is their take? It's like... The it's like g- stereotype of the effeminate gay man. Is well, that it's it kind of like it's basically how to spot a gay man and what all their weird things are pink they do. And like, it's go, like because Graham Norton isn't going to go away, so then it's like, like oh, they're they're right about that. So he never first, did, did he go? No, away? but did he, did... FHM did. So fuck yeah, off. Exactly. <laughs> so the first question they ask is why do they speak funny? And then it talks about why gay people have that voice. But that's uh. but that's not true. It's not universally not, true, no, not is, is it? And then. Slang. Do you want to hear what some of their slang is? Now, is this taken from what's it called, Polari? That no, the this actual isn't. slang that was that's interesting to me that they had a dialect Polari is fascinating yeah. but that's because of the laws at the time meant it was criminal to be seen as a gay person yeah, and so it you wasn't had to have but it wasn't own... exclusively for gay people it was like an underworld argot, wasn't it I don't I don't know too much more than frankly what I heard on I think Round it the was, hall, I think it because obviously homosexuality was criminalized yeah it was overlapped with like what like kind villains and company slang stuff yeah criminals. I and guess. But Polari, I d- I d- you'd, you'd know because But yeah. this I don't think I don't this is the thing. This is twenty years ago now basically. And I don't even know if these terms were either real terms back then, old terms that they misunderstood, or they're out of play now. But like for instance, a bagpipe. What do you think a bagpipe is? Getting noshed off, several people noshing several others off. No, it's when you have sexual intercourse in the armpit of another man. I don't think that's particularly oh, that's just a gay bullshit. thing anyway. Well also Oh, I just can't be, I can't no, waste any more not, time on this. Let's I mean, let's fucking not. But I will end with this image, is it a big, and then that's oh, the so segment. I've seen, I've already peeped. Oh. It's a great big cock. So big What's cock. wrong with it, though? It's a big cock. But it looks m- misshapen. That's what they're saying in the article. It's not all fun and games having a big cock that really, really... It looks like the man is unwell in the cock area. It's, it's a big one. No, but it's all bending, and it looks like it's bursting at the top. Do you know oh. what I mean? Like there's some it, kind of constriction in It, it. looks like someone's... Badly lagged the storm pipe. Oh. It's just... God. <laughs> but there's this focus on cocks. Do you think it's... People sort of think, oh, this is funny because it's transgressive because they're saying dirty stuff. Do you see what I mean? Where's the humour? There's no humour in that. It's, it's kind of a bit of shock value because there used to be magazines that are a little bit kind of, here's the freaks of the world and shock and things. And that's all of these things have sort of been taken over and ghettoised on the internet. So if you're still into that kind of stuff... Oh, you can find you it you right find now. You can find it, probably. But yeah. FHM was the harbinger of... It's trolling in a way. Of of being an edgelord. It was a a monthly edgelord magazine written for guys who like birds, booze, and football. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not like saying in general they're a hateful species, but it's certainly I couldn't relate to that whole thing at all. And I still can't. And when I see books like this, it's depressing as fuck. Uh, But we have learned how to make a really cheap BP garage main meal. That was all right. I quite like the reference to Ginster's steak slice. Yeah. Or steak, whatever it's called. Yeah. Do you remember Ginster's... um, Was it called Buffet Bar? No, what was that? It was like... Meat, like a, a meat like tube. Like a snack bar. It was a meat tube, let me finish, filled with coleslaw. Oh, fuck me. I used to like that, and breadcrumbs on the outside. Like a big coleslaw, long coleslaw-filled scotch egg, egg. yeah. Yeah, baby. Mate, no. That's... I'll go for one now. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I'd suck it down. I used to get those when I was at university. The guy in the, in the local um, garage who... Uh, he was a murderer, apparently. He was this... What do you he mean? Look... What's going on? <laughs> he had a big bald head, and he'd stand and go, Dougie, that's what he was called, Dougie. And you'd go, oh, I'll get against his buffet bar. Mate, this is the most tragic and sad thing I've heard in an absolute age from you. I'm sweaty... Have you got nothing? Oh, I've got this list. No, no fucking list. <laughs> it. No list. I'm stopping this segment as of now. If you're going to end on a list, I'm going to end on that. No, can I? No, Paul. Very depressing. Just to, to summarize, yes, the FHM Book of Bloke was extremely depressing. Yes, but in a similar way, not exactly as hateful and bigoted, but to the same extent, depressing are things like Take a Break and stuff. It, it's misery porn and that sense of shock. It's it's look the thing. It's is, still, it's all shock, isn't it's, it? It's all sort of. That's what I mean by transgressing. It's all like, ooh. Again, the whole take a break thing leans into this weird cross between woman's own, women's lifestyle, and then like true crime misery yeah, lit in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're right in the middle. And they're all fucking disgusting. They're all things that, if you saw them in like a doctor's waiting room, you'd go, what's that coming yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. And then you get your UV light out, and then it all gets <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. tricky. Now, I reckon that UV light showing up spunk is a complete myth invented by Judd Apatow just for the 40-year-old Virgin movie. But let's go into Eli's bedroom right now and find out. I'm going to grab me torch. No, listen. I'm off, ladies and gentlemen. Join me, why don't you... Sweet veg jam. Right, you were going to do something <laughs> crap like that. We're back, Paul, from the sound effect, and it's time for another segment here on Cheap Show. It's a segment named after myself, and I don't think anyone should forget that or maybe try and excise it from the way the segment is introduced. I'm going to put one okay. of these small pens for big arseholes <laughs> up my ring piece. Fuck this segment. <laughs> small pens for big arse- <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. Now, a, it is the segment... That's a HB. ...known as... Silverman's platters. Oh, I put a brown one up, uh, w- coincidentally. And I pulled a brown one out. Toffee apple. Uh, <laughs> yes, Paul, it's time for Silverman's platters. And uh, this is in relation to my wide, extensive <laughs> <laughs> also. collection. Would you behave? Honestly. Wide, extensive collection. Darsal. Deep,
2: also. wide.
0: <laughs> extensive. Shitty, smelly. Crusty flip well researched. That shave, doesn't work for a bar soul, does it? Shave your arse. I should shave my arse. <laughs> yeah, on camera for Patreons. What? No one would like that. Right now, that I've put it out there. I bet I'll get people saying I would pay good money to see Eli shave his well, arse. That's but there's a reason that I'm not a, a, a common street prostitute, Paul. Well, you could call you, you could do it on if website. I, thought I could make if, if do, I wanted do it on a website. Called it hairy fans or something. I don't do that <laughs> hairy I Don't do that stuff. I'm an artist. I'm a comedian. Yeah, he's an artist, ladies and gentlemen. He's been asked to do a self-tape video of him in a nappy. Don't give that away. Pretending to be a cherub. I'm under an NDA. I'll never get it now. (laughs) It's not funny. And he kept all that stuff in in Rendlesham Forest about stuff. I cut most of it out. The important salient parts. Okay, fair enough. No, I didn't say what program it was. Well, not that it'll be broadcast in this country, most likely. Fine. Or that I'll ever get paid for it. Yeah, that's another fucking point of contention. (laughs) Now, it is Silverman's platters, Paul. And yes. Before we get to the platter today, very interesting piece. Yes. But there's a little something we need to do. Yes. And that is to go over live now to the patron saint of the segment, Silverman's platters. Uh, he's actually in in the states now, um, so we've got him. It's like five in the morning over there, uh, where Clyde McFatter is. Um, but he's doing this for us because he is the patron saint, Paul. I'm just going to see if he's on the line now. Okay. <laughs> It's ringing (laughs) Hopefully Clyde McFatter will answer (laughs) Hello you've reached the answer phone Of Clyde McFatter If you'd like to leave a message after the tone I'll get back to you as soon as I can Beep Well Paul uh, that will have to do Welcome to Silverman's Platters (laughs) Hello welcome to Silverman's Platters The segment of the show I love Where it's a show named after me Gannon's gramophone greats It's not (laughs) It's not why is that so amusing? If you... um, I'm only getting myself amused, and I'm... that's all that really matters. I'm going to do an alternate universe version of some character you don't like in a second. You do already with your bloody Yeah, Andre, Dom that's Macnubbin. it, Andrew, Andre, um, Brandowski. 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 he's there. No, he's He's not. outside with Marjorie. Well, it's not... They've hit it off. It's not segment appropriate, so we're not doing it. Marjorie Craddock and Andre Brandovsky <laughs> have hit it off. Stop. They're shagging in the corridor. Nyet. What do you mean, No. Niet, You're not Andre Brandovsky. He sounds like a tennis player. Back of the niet. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Now, Ooh, I'm having a great time, well, ladies and gentlemen. I'm this glad week. you are. I'm having I'm a great time. So are. what is our platter this week on Gannon's Gramophone Greats? This is a LP, an LP. Yes. And it is the New York City album. Now, I have an important question. What does LP stand for? Some people might not know. Well, originally, I mean, it was invented in the late 40s, the, yeah. the LP format. Uh, Paul. Yeah, don't and go into too much detail because I will cut this out. you <laughs> such a cunt. You, You're Mary Sensor. That's what we yeah. should call you. The Mary I am Censor. the Mary Censor. Yes. Hey, Nonny Nonny. <laughs> Paul, I'm liking this. This will give me ideas for the cherub self-tape that I have yes. to do. Hey, Nonny Nonny. <laughs> That's good man. I'm yeah, like all Let's do a little flute. Yeah, let's yeah, do a little, little, bit of do flute a little wink to camera now. Can you do a pan Yeah, I like yeah, it. A little like pan it. pipe. Have you got a pan pipe? Something you can go hoo, 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 You know hoo, what? Hoo, 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 My pan pipe's in the repair. Yeah. Yeah, I always do, but <laughs> I get this can't get a fucking pan pipe, can I? It's in the repairs. You know what? It's all gummed up. It's gummed up with phlegm. Yeah. it's gummed up with dust and phlegm. He so said th- the man. Did the guy go? He Ooh. said, I've seen some bad pan, pan pipes, pipes in my, my tangent. This one's all clogged up. He said it's clogged with phlegm and I'm air. Not, I haven't got the parts for this till Thursday. It's all clogged with your filthy phlegm and your air. Yeah, well I'm not gonna get this fixed. He said it's air down here and phlegm what's down there. It's <laughs> and he's he's tapped out. Great. He's I have out. not tapped out. This is the New York City album Paul. Let me read to you what is on yes. the cover and what drew me in. Where did you get it from? Charity shop? Um, it was wasn't it in a charity shop that it's always been a heavy hitter oh, um, the an heart. overachiever for yeah. fines for me in fact that whole stretch that as stretch in Swiss Cottage the Finchley Road as it goes two just, of them have gone though now two of the charity shops the Octavia there. one and one other one's gone Octavia was never strong never that strong maybe good for clothing but that's not really one I mean I, I, in the I, game I, did, for... I did buy a big tall Playmobil Stay Puff Marshmallow Man oh really for three pound oh it was that's and in good. great next bag it's quite a big thing oh you never told nice. me about that I don't hear about all your Ghostbuster purchases because it's boring to anyone but me I like it when you say things mm-hmm. you don't and I saw this and let's just say the the british red cross i believe yes no, british, british, heart foundation. british heart foundation near swiss cottage on i think it's called royal parade or college parade that little know. stretch yeah in swiss cottage that little crescent where the road goes up and then goes down again yes they've built a, it's a terrible piece of urban planning but Yeah. it's a, i used to live around there I know. anyway we you scored we don't want to say because no, you scored some, some real pieces as soon as we walked into the first that wasn't it it was british heart foundation yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. a great shop it's a heavy hitter. I got There's two a- great board games. I'll say that board games. I got two great board games, and uh, oh boy, oh did I get a fizz on! And I managed to pick up some things. Uh, a couple of twelves. Yes. Uh, Dexter Wansell's uh, All Night Long in a beautiful copy. Um, it's a great tune if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> Very moogie. <laughs> uh, that's the international sign for i'm bored i picked up a couple of other things one of them was a bit of a uh, a gamble like a disco 12 linda someone linda um, someone's disco it was 12. on kurtom the kurtom label which Eli. is um al green i mean <laughs> curtis mayfield's label <laughs> so i thought maybe there's a curtis mayfield connection and it's good <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to be very mediocre sort of pedestrian disco well, but that's what go. happens Sometimes you hit gold, Paul, sometimes you gold, and sometimes you strike dirt. Now, this was a very, and I knew I was going to get this as soon as I saw it. I added This nothing. is the type of thing that appeals to me. The New York City album. Thrilling, hilarious, moving, unexpurgated scenes of real New York City life. A stunning souvenir of the world's most exciting city, as it really is. Now, it's a fascinating thing, because we did research on it, like the label, for example, and the label are mostly known. What was the name? Was it something Hayes, Lee Hayes, or something? The name of the label. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee Miles Association, New York City. It's a New York label, obviously. Very plain label on the actual disc, isn't it? There's no, yeah, there's no, uh, you know, logo or anything. It seems like they anything. mostly dealt with like jazz, and every now and then, mood pieces like sounds of the of Brazil and things like that. But they're mostly musical. This seems to be the outlier in that it's a, it's effectively like a sound effects record i guess i would uh, i would um i'll try and describe what the sort of genre that it stand it falls into paul it's yeah. it's a souvenir or novelty soundtrack lp uh it's not soundtrack sound effect lp do you see what i mean i couldn't find it on discogs at all ah uh, but it also has an element of uh, reportage or documentary about a little it. bit. It, this is what's confusing about it. Because it's a crossover of a sort of sound effect record, a novelty record. Yes. And a reportage record. It's strange. So Do you know what I mean? You get a collection of sound effect tracks, which are like mood pieces, like at the subway, the construction site, and they sound fake, right? They sound composed of pre-existing sound effects. That they've spliced that together. they've laid But on. they've actually, but the, you know, there's one track that really gives it away and makes it feel like it's fake and that is... The construction track one. No, no. Really? No, that one they, sounded they put fake. a gag in, did you not notice, uh, for the parking garage. Right. There's all this, you've got the screeching cars and then at the end of that track there's a crash. Yeah. Right? And it's like Tinkle Tinkle, one of those sound mm. effects crashes, which means they've built in that gag. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? To they've give built that scene the, some closure. Some narrative. But a lot of the other sound effects ones, they don't have any narrative at all. No. It's just like, it's just a sort of sound collage, sound effect collage. Like collecting the garbage, which and, is just sounds of trash being thrown away and dump trucks and, crushing stuff. Uh, track six on side two, Noon. Yeah. Which, which is was really just just weird. A siren. a siren. Just a street sort of ambience and a siren. It was only like, a, what, a minute, minute yeah. too long. It was almost nothing. And yet it's just, what happens at noon in New York the, where the alarm goes off? No, it's weird, wasn't it? Yeah. But... Maybe for, context, for context, this was released in 1976, you said? 1976, this copy, for example. Yes. So New York at that time famously was in a pretty bad fucking place. Very bad place. And so it was known for its crime and its desolation and its run-down neighbourhoods. And you know, famously, it wasn't a particularly safe place to be a tourist at during the 70s and early 80s. Yes, which is also why this has a sort of... Um, time capsule feel? It has a time capsule feel, but it also has a, a feeling of sort of satire. Like normally with a souvenir, it's like something how pretty a place is, or yes. how. But this is sort of giving you a souvenir of the real how it really is: the dirt, the street. Do you see what I mean? Mama, 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 I loved our trip to New York so much. Can you buy the sound effect album to save our memories? I specifically liked the construction site noises and the uh, the casual hatred of vagrants. Yes, was quite. Quite enlightening. Do you see what I mean? It, it, but you see what I'm getting at? It's like something that would be, you know, like um, a satirical sort of advert. Come to our great city. You'll love the noises. Oh, so the, like, do you see what I mean? Like, like Peter Sellers' gateway to Balham exactly, kind of thing. Exactly like that. Don't you see, think it has a sort of air about it? The way it's sold. The way it says, this is a souvenir. Well, no. You let, know? Me, let me read the back, because I think the back's fascinating. So the label just threw this out, and it's not on their discogs, so it's a bit of an anomaly. It is on Spotify, if you want to hear the whole album, but it's called... It's got a different name. The sounds of is it's it called The Th- Sounds of New York. Something like that. Yeah, it's but called The Sounds of New York, whereas it, this version it's is... called the New York City album, yeah. which you just can't find online. I certainly couldn't. But on Spotify, if you, for example, if you just type in the mayor of Canal Street, it will bring that up with the full album. It's by like ProLogic Sound Effects, is the name of the artist. So that's funny as well. So this has been taken and it's then... It's been bought, acquired. Yes, and then turned into the sound effects. But yeah. its original purpose wasn't as a sound effects record. It wasn't sold as a sound effects record, was it? No. Then they're using it as a sound effects record. But this is the New York of the mid-70s. So, touch New York and it changes you. Whether you're here for a day or a lifetime, it's hold on you. Even if you hate it, there's always part of your soul that loves it. Here, lovingly presented on record, is some of that magic. The essence of the most exciting city on Earth. Sounds that will transport you to downtown Manhattan like a time and space machine. The sounds you will hear were collected over two years by a courageous team. One of the engineers was held up at gunpoint on the subway. Another was chased for two heart-pounding blocks by an enraged, knife-wielding Bowery resident. Well, they say there was a lot of street crime mugging, wasn't there? That's the the cliché about it. It was the most muggy city in the world, It's why when you look at films from that period, like famously like Death Wish, it it looks like a hellscape. Yeah, You know, it it doesn't look fun at all. The Warriors was an exaggeration of that, but it, it still has that... It still has in my head, when I think back to it as a British person... I think escape from New York. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, but, like the worst was, possible example of New but York. That's why it's good sci-fi escape from New York because it's a reflection of how it really yeah. sort of is. You know, these sounds were then formed in an eight-track studio into these six. See, that's very telling. That line, I think. But that's that they definitely fine. have collage. They put these together. Yeah, um, snip bits together. And some and... more so than others. And yeah. but if, for that exact, for example, the mayor of uh, Canal Street. Canal Street. That's like a collage of sort of several, I think, several different incidents. Do you see what I mean? Moments the same it's a shopkeeper, isn't he? Basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is New York City as it really is. None of the f- sounds are fake. Uh, we debate that. For instance, the musician in The Fire uh, is a resident of the build- burning building in question. He emerged with his lady and a bag of belongings and sat on the curb to sing his impromptu he, account of this it, experience. It's very sort of Dylan. Very Dylan, isn't but it? But do you think it's real? It has that... For me, yeah. it has a sort of set-up feeling no, to No, that to me sounds like one of those golden moments. Really, someone's material. house is burning to the ground. It's, a, it's a tenement building. Yeah, so they're outside on the street with all their belongings in a bag singing a song. Because like think that. about it. I don't know, mate. Because in the song, he's. I, I tell you what, we'll play this clip of that particular moment right now. Uh, it? What's it, there's a
1: can up here. Huh? A can.
2: What is this it's are fine. About to sit down to where the smoke began to pour. The building, right there, store. We're building lightning store. You're watching the six o'clock news. We've been trying to make the news for a long time, and you know, we just made the news without even trying. Hey, get the Get the Woo! <laughs> Yeah, the one way to get to meet your neighbors and have your house burn up.
3: You can, you, you can tell by. You. And so, 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 uh, some, some reasons, you know. I, could, I can tell by the smoke, you know, whether it's a wood fire or, or, or a stove or, or something or, or one of them things, you know. Hey,
1: all those buildings they look perfect. Hey, oh my God, I'm glad I'm
2: not still inside there. Sixth the city of the world. Look at this fucking building, burnt. For no reason. But we were thinking about moving anyway, you know, we were getting kind of tired of hanging around. Talking about selling everything and heading on the road and buying a truck. Staying around New York City, it's too (laughs) long.
0: So you in it he says I've tried to get on the news before or whatever and couldn't and now I've done it without any help I mean it's it, very it, convincing if he's acting because it doesn't sound it has that feeling of real man. speech do you see yeah. what I mean that, uh, of documentary because obviously sort of. the sound effects guy was hanging around with the fire brigade for hours maybe days to I try and so. get something and, and this was the only thing of interest weird as well that's such a big deal it's like, it was burning down all the time in those yeah. years as well places burning to think down because it, it looks like a lot of this was for insurance in the South so was side. a huge mob scam of getting the insurance on, on old buildings you maybe know what I mean? but also these time. buildings probably had bad Landlords and really poor safety codes, non-existent, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so catching fire was just like, oh well, it happened. Yeah, yeah. So he probably lived in a shithole yeah. and it was on fire. I guess. Yeah, it's just if you have, if you come out with a bag of belongings, you probably don't have that many belongings. You got your guitar, and that's your that's your money maker. Uh, it has a sort of left wing bent. This whole LP as well, because you've got two tracks. I don't know about that. You got two, it does, mate, because you've got two tracks, which is uh, the riot, is it, or the protesters, the pickets, and there's another one called the protesters. Yeah, the protesters. Both of which are to do with sort of industrial action, right? But these look like they are a lot of that in the time. Yeah, but they look like they harvested from four or five different events that took place and they've the put them together. certainly does, Because yes. there's no message. It's kind of almost the blandest chance that they could think of are the ones that they put in. I guess. The ones that are non-specific to a news moment. I guess. But it's not it lot strange, of... isn't it a bit sort of left-leaning to put out an album saying we love our city, basically showcasing a lot of what's wrong with the city, well, as well as showcasing workers protesting. Do you see what I mean? It's yeah, kind but of got I a... would also say that's more of a reflection of the times in New New York in the seventies, a lot of upheaval, people huge upset. lot of activism, wasn't there? Still and, coming from the sixties as well, yeah. And this is all mostly, it seems, recorded on the southern side of New York, so mostly the Bowery. And when I looked up the Bowery, it's like it's that a very was famous neighborhood in New York. Not famous, isn't it? but it's it's known for its poverty. Like during the sixties and seventies, it was known for its run down streets and shops and and a hobos, large tramps of and hobos, vagrants, yeah. yeah. Which is, I think we'll play this clip now, there's a track on here now called... In the Bowery. No, oh. The Mayor of Canal Street. And it looks like they found this guy who runs a shop and he calls himself the self-proclaimed mayor of... Well, no, I think he mentions at the beginning there's some kind of local um, shopkeepers organisation that right. he's sort of the head of. Right, so I'm going to play you a, a, a couple of minutes of that. I'm going to edit it down and put a clip of it now with in. With the bit with the... With the vagrant who comes in. Yeah, yeah and see the how they bit. how he fucking treats him. <laughs> The mayor of Canal Street.
2: Step inside here and meet the mayor of Canal Street, Mr. Abe Milnik. Sign an autograph right now. Spend a hundred dollars, he'll give you two autographs.
3: I'm the official mayor of Canal Street. Of course, I started this side to get busy. This used to be the slow side of the street. Since we moved, everybody moved with us. To this side. Your uh, seven-inch. Yes. Please. Will you please please? All right, let's know what you're stealing so we can reorder, please. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? We used to be by the trade center. We had to get out. Greenwich right, Street. Right. Greenwich Street. Yeah. How we met each other? <laughs> Don't ask. In the Turkish beds. What? Three dollars each. Uh, Two for uh, seven. Right. We yeah. rubbed each other down. <laughs> now we're looking to rub each other out. <laughs> he likes that one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of the now, this is Detective Will. Yeah, Detective During the light, he's a detective. In the daytime, I'm, I belong to the mom house. When I was young, I drove a truck. 500 women I have fucked. Wait! 400 of them did I knock up. If that ain't fucking, then I give up. Boy, uh, did fuck. you get it? Did you get Hey! This is the quietest. I've seen it all week. Right now. Dead. You should be on a Saturday. Forget about it. Oh. Stuff dropping
0: people. At this juncture, like a Bowery bum enters the store.
3: Here's the real boy. i oh, let him through, please. Very important man. Let him through, please. Let him true. See what happens? You don't go finish high school. See what happens. That's what you look like. He leaves, but the stink remains. Yeah. Ooh. Well, if you didn't bathe in six months, you'd stink too. I asked him yesterday if he made in his pants. He said, Not yesterday, a week ago.
0: So, to me, that's the fascinating stuff. Like all yeah, those kind of That's definitely candids. real. That's definitely real, we yeah. think. And it's, it's the nice. candy peddler as well. He's obviously a uh, Jewish gentleman. He yeah. makes about six gags about uh, being Jewish uh, uh, or whatever. pricing things for different for the Jewish and he customers. Also, it's weird. he has got a weird spiel because he he says at one point, "Ah, it's the cheapest way to get stomachache cheaper and than eggs." Full- yeah, it was cheaper than cheaper than eggs, everybody. Yeah, and it's like, well, you know, that's Cause cause it's very five, honest. Five bags for a quarter or something, he says. Four for a quarter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God knows what kind of sweets they are. Probably boiled He's sweets. not chocolate. Or he makes that clear as well. Yeah, because he goes, what do you want? <laughs> it's not chocolate. What do you want from me? Um, and then you've got in the Bowery, which is just a lot of uh, homeless uh, men talking, it's, begging for money to buy booze. It's quite tragic yeah. in many respects because no, like, this you, guy gives his sob story about how he grew up and yeah. didn't go to school, and it's and, and and then there's a guy who's just barking and then screaming like a woman at certain points, and then celebrating that. It captures a really kind of upsetting moment, like those fringe parts of New York that were just. Desolate. And kind of wild as well. Like, it's crazy. But the people who live and work there seem to just kind of roll with the punches. You know yeah. that segment where the uh, the young cab driver, and it talks about the guy who's driving a cab in New York. And then and it breaks down. And the cab breaks I down. You think that's real? Yes. Because you really do? Because the way the guy's talking, like I said to you when we listened to it, it feels like someone describing living in London. The whole yeah. idea of... assholes. There's always something going on here. It's a fascinating that's place. That's why I like culture. it, but I never get time but to do it. Yeah, but it's full of cunts. So... It's, yeah. There's always this sense of I live here but I'm better than everything else. But to someone else he's part of the same problem. It is. It's a sort of city dweller kind of superiority kind of people in London do have that, yeah. Because he goes, Everyone who lives here is an arsehole, but then he goes on to say, But you've got to be tough to live here, you've got to be certain kind of human to live here, you've got to roll the punches and all this. So it's sort of like I can do it, sort of this sort of And then his car breaks down. The Metropolitan Elite Paul. Oh fucking hell. Right. So I tell you what, I wanna play a bit. You've already played some things, I want to play a bit of this of the uh, young cab driver, because I think he's oh, fascinating, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. his opinion, so let's play a little clip of that. A young cab driver gives his impressions of New York while his cab breaks down.
2: I don't know, I don't know if I, if appreciate New York City is the right word I'm not, look at that asshole uh, I don't know, I, I like New York City as far as the culture goes like you can get, you know, the museums and the theaters, and uh, the freebies in the park, and the music. You know, you have more here than any place else in the world. There's always something going on. But I don't have any time to do any of that shit. So it's a drag. I think people in New York City are really fucked up. You know, they're bitchy. They're cold. You know, nasty most of the time. Give you a hard time. You know, a lot of lunatics and bizarre people. Uh, so I don't like the people generally. See you like that? That asshole. Sometimes you feel like, you know, just getting out and beating the shit out of the asshole and tunking his horn behind you for no reason or somebody cuts you off or just gives you a hard time. Boy, that's a drag. I don't know what the fuck this car is up to. I've sort of come to respect New York City, I guess. You know, you have to, you have to be a pretty strong person to be here or, el- or else you know, you just succumb to the shit. You have to, uh, you have to learn how to defend yourself Physically and psychologically, if you want to survive this place. No, I'm gonna take the car back. I think I'm breaking down right now. Smoke. Right, smoke is right. I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm gonna get the fuck out. Right. Better get out. This
3: is hot. It doesn't use water
2: Um,
0: the thing is i really like this album i don't like the tracks that are like construction site or saint patrick's day which are just collages of sound that you could find on any special effects you know like yeah they seem like filler it's just strange i just wonder what the The point yeah it does who are they selling it to is it a souvenir? Is it? What they the have f- to be selling know? it to people who don't live in New York. So you're right; it could be a tourist thing. But then, even so, the message is kind of New York, shit, isn't it? Yeah, keep the memory. Yeah, and like all or, the homelessness here. You or know? it's for people who I don't know want to make their own radio plays or something, and they want that New York background ambience from the seventies. No, you see, I think that's what it got bought up for. Because yeah. on Spotify, it's on a sound effects album. Interesting, actually. Bowery is a Dutch term meaning farm. And it was an anglicised version of the Dutch farmland. term. There must have been farm states back there, back in the day. Yes. It was well, New the whole Amsterdam. thing was agricultural yeah. at first, wasn't it? So all of these tracks as well, Paul, are introduced yes. by a narrator. What's his name? It's on the back Bob Makato. Macato. yeah. Yeah, I looked him up just now, actually, right. and he was a well-known voiceover artist. I think I've heard, I did recognise his voice. He did movie commercials for, ra- uh, for radio plays. Yeah, he's, that's it. He's got I a real know, deep, honest. real sort of classic 60s sort of radio play voice. Do you know what I mean? And he also he did a lot of game shows as well, apparently, yeah. over, on yeah. TV over time and out to work. In the late 60s, T Susky Productions was the go-to agency for movie commercials for radio play. George J. Suski, brother of the founder Thaddeus, had three main voiceover talents. Alexander Scowerby, Bob Mercato, and John Bartholomew took it. On any given day, one of them can be found in the voice recording studio working on a number of projects. Must so, have been Rich Men as well. because uh... it, it was the go-to place for voiceovers in New York in the 60s and apparently oh, the so 70s. Oh, York, it's a New York company. Yeah, it's a New York company, definitely. What are they called? Uh, Suski Productions, okay. S-U-S-K-I. Uh, funny that the Harry Krishnas feature on this as well. They do. I guess they had to license the music for it. I don't know. It's weird, yeah. Oh, uh, Robert E. Mercato, born 1919, died 1991. It's very minimal, the voiceover. He literally just says the title of the track, doesn't he? Yes. Oh, no, he did say with Young Cab Driver. He says a young cab driver saying this. and He puts in his, a tiny little bit of like flavor, if need be, in the he scene. Does put a li- it, What a great voice. He's got a great voice. But it sounds like a true crime documentary voice, though. It, and it has a little touch of the sort of Rod Serling Twilight Zone. A little well. bit to it. It is almost like, if you want to visualise the album, it's like you're an alien looking down on it from a distance and you're getting a voiceover to help. You know, there's a weird kind of staring into a cauldron's pot and seeing New York feel to it all. Yes, um, but it's not... I wouldn't say it was entertaining from beginning to end. Listening to them collecting the garbage is fucking... No, if you skip all those tracks, like the garbage one, the parade one, the construction site, station, Skip all those. The car parking one, definitely and go with just the vocal stuff. I think it's a really fascinating, what, 25 minutes of 70s New York lost yes. to time. It is. The characters, like, they're quite big characters. Yeah, they're very kind and of... Over- very, um- because you're so used to hearing a sort of exaggerated um, par- walk in here. parody of the New yeah. York accent. And here you've got the real thing and it's it's more subtle, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and, you can, got- and you can hear like the Jewish influences. Definitely. You can see like the Greek. I mean, obviously it yes. bordered on Australia part, wasn't it? and Chinatown, Bowery. So as a result, it kind of was in the middle and it dealt with arts. And, you know, it's probably not a very attractive place to live, but probably in retrospect, a fascinating part of New York at the time. Yes. And the other thing is which sort of goes against it being sold as a sort of bland souvenir, Yeah, is that it's got swearing on it. It does and have strong of language. Lots the F word and... Well, they like- say, don't they? They say on it, you know, there, there is some strong language on this, so parental guidance. And they also say uh, editing of dialogue has been kept to a minimum. So we try to keep some of the la- language raw. Right. Some of the Bowery men may be hard to understand but they've been they left that way are. because that's how they are. Okay, but it also Forget mentions- about it. it. He says forget it about it. does, it, it, it was the great. Mayor. It's a weird mix of like sound collages and then like earthy reportage yes. audio. So it's I, I really like this. If I'm going to call it a pl- splatter or platter, it's a platter for it's me. It's a definite platter for me as well, Paul, and uh, it reminds me of my Canal People album. And also, I've got this one, Kid Speaking. Now, I'm, Paul, I'm just before kidding. we finish the segment, I get we now at this stage of cheap show where it's like, oh, Paul, I've got this. And then someone will go, you did that in episode 14. <laughs> That's yeah. my fear. This is the rest of the, our career as podcasters, mate. Paul, just to close the section, do you think I should give um, Clyde McFatter another go? Because yeah, he no, didn't g- answer. Yeah, should I it try him again go. now? Okay, go. I'll do it now. See if he answers <laughs> this. Swing in. Swing in. Swing in. Come on, Clyde. He said he'd be, I mean, said he'd be up and about. <laughs> he's got problems with uh, rocks in his bladder. So, you know, he's up <laughs> Hello, this is the answer phone for Clyde McFatter. Oh, um, just not... joking, Eli, it's really me this time. <laughs> hello, oh, Hello, Clyde. Clyde. Well, just say yes. Please well... leave your message after the uh, tone.
1: Beep.
0: He's t- giving me a fake fucking voice message. I hate that. No one does that anymore. No one uses voicemail anymore in that way. No, no. Anyway, well, that's the end a of great that segment. Way to end the segment. spatter for me. It's a spatter oh, for me. Oh, oh, no! Quick, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. it's an emergency crisp segment. Emergency crisp, crisp segment. Drop it in, quick. I'm going to drop it? it in. I can see I'm above them. He's threatening me with violence. Move it on or cut it out. Fuck me one or the other you big bossy cunt shut your <laughs> mouth here we're gonna have some fucking crisps these are San Carlo La Vita Ibuona. Buona they are Italian right funnily, what flavour are they funnily enough they are lime and pink pepper right What flavour potato heard, chip. I've never heard of pink pepper exactly so don't tell me I don't know how to select an interesting mini crisp segment fucking product do you know what pink pepper is it's a type of pepper <laughs> fuck me no, but it's like a type of... You know, black, it's the same uh, plant as black pepper, right. which are these little ball things. Yeah, you seen the pep... They're yeah. peppercorns. Right. They're just... They're pink. I think they're to do, like, the same way that, you know, that... Um, ah, I've changed my mind. We're no, the we are. Now. No, we're not. We can half this. You know that normal peppers, like chilli peppers, are all yeah. different... But they're all the same species. Yeah. In the same way, peppercorns are all the same species. I wish but hadn't but At different stages of ripeness or dryness, Don't give a fuck they're a different f- colour. Pepper pink, pink pepper. Pepper pigs, pig pepper. Now, do you think you're going to like these or not? Lime and pink pepper flavoured potatoes? I chips. think I'll find them nice, but I probably wouldn't want to eat a whole bag Doing of them. Doing a half ejection. That's probably my thing. Oh, they've got that lovely smell of continental crisps. let or Oh, very potato smell. Oh, they nice. also smell slightly salt and vinegary. Oh, Matt, so you'll like that with the lime. The limes, they're like a European... You put the lime on the potato, put it in your mouth. Oh, what do you think? They're really nice. They are, but you know my problem with lime? It always reminds me of like cleaning fluid or something. You know, something artificial. Oh, they've got a bit of a kick as well. Ha, that's what I'm saying. The pink pepper comes in at the back and just nullifies that nice. lemon a bit. Yeah, 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 So it's not too astringent. Exactly. I'm going to have another bite. These get Oh, they're mark. nice and hot, aren't they? But in that peppery, they're peppery. In the same way when you have like... A black pepper-flavored crisp, or whatever, and it's slightly mm, but it's slightly fireier. Like the pink pepper, horseradishy almost. That's a that's a platter for me. <laughs> that's a platter for me <laughs> as well. Good crisp segment, Eli. What? Say that. A good crisp segment, Eli. Well say selected that. crisps, Eli. You well selected crisps, Eli. Anything else you want me to repeat? While you've got the opportunity. No, that's fine. You Don't mean to say, oh, Eli, you're so big, or. Eli, your hand's are normal size. I, that's what I want you to say. Say yeah. that again. Well, I'll never say that. <laughs> never, 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 never. I am the wittiest man in Just the world. Just stop the segment now. Am I? I am the wittiest man in the world. Oh, I make jokes and I make jokes for every boy and girl because I'm the fucking funniest man in the fucking world, you fuck. Press the stop button. I'll do it, Daddy. <laughs> And that's Cheap Show for this week. Chipper, a chip Cheap Show. Cheap Show. So, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. No matter what podcast app you decide to listen to us on, maybe rate and review us. It helps us and gets people to notice us if they haven't done it so far. So why don't do that? Even if it's a bad review. No, don't. If you don't, please. (laughs) Smiles, everyone. If you'd like to support this podcast somehow on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash cheap show and you can donate as much as you want, but only if you can. And Thank you so much, if you already do. Yes, we have videos and magazines and special podcasts and all kinds of behind-the-scenes goodness for you to explore if you want to get involved. We think it's all right value. It certainly is, Paul, I think. And, it's extra uh, content. Behind-the-scenes goodness sounds like a euphemism for a sex act. Oh, I've been bagpiped. <laughs> so, we're not FHM, by the way. No, we're not. Just to... to, to What was the difference between us and FHM? Well, we know we're shit and pathetic and we don't really genuinely think like that magazine no. and what's worse is that if they don't think like that and it's all just disingenuous shit to sell shit makes it even worse that makes it even shit we're just losers that's the important well, thing to thanks. take away for yourself, i man. am a loser and eli is just very impotent <laughs> moving on so uh your one-stop shop how or- can you say oh i've got the the light out i'm looking for you spanking everywhere and then say i'm impotent in the same episode just just pick a hill to die on of about how, whether i come or not yeah You come, but against your will, upon your sleep. Upon my sleep, against my will, I I come, I come, I come. I will. (laughs) Then. I believe if you say that twice Peter Pan comes oh god does he <laughs> no I don't know no. he goes oh in your face splagger <laughs> splack oh, he fucking gives you a good old face full of Tinkerbell I'd rather have hook finger me can I awkwardly move on yes. now to... <laughs> Yes. so your one stop shop for all cheap show goodness is our website the if you go there there are pictures and sometimes videos that accompany every episode so every episode's got its own page also you can find links there to Tony's merch our merch site uh, events physical are cool copies of the cheap show magazine, which you can buy. There are also links to our Patreon and other such goodness. Also, P.O. Box. If you want to send us something to eat, something to play with, or a price of shite, you can mail your stuff to... Real mail. Yeah. Cheap Show, P.O. Box 1309, Harrow one 19 qj All the details you need are on our website. Uh, social media, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all that shit, we're on there. But also, we're more vocal on Twitter, which is at the Cheap Show pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli is... Eli Snorried, spelled E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D... And every other Sunday, we will be doing a Spotify green room. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to get involved. Yeah. Get into it. Because we've been get doing get it. Do it. We yeah. did it last Sunday. Oh, we I had could a give couple of people. Yeah, I could you give, could get shit in my beard and we'll scrub it all up there. Uh, we'll scrub it all up there. Uh. Yeah, you can do that if you want. Peely, peely, fleshy flesh. I can actually mute you on that as well. If I host a room, I'll just you mute, mute you. You can mute me? Yeah. So behave. Why? Or, I'll set up my own room. I don't do want to be mutable. Do your own room then so you joins, yours or mine it'll be yours and i will (laughs) be fucking sad so uh, no I won't it's fine if you want to mute me you You won't want to mute me you have to download the app it's still very early access and a bit buggy and there are some features that work for iPhones which don't work for Android yet but outside of that Come and join us on a Sunday. It'll be about 5 or 6 p.m. UK time that will be on, and we'll be talking to you and asking questions and have a right old natter. So give we'll it a go. we be asking questions. What will we be asking them? Why do you listen? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Oh, Who's we your favourite? I've gone all FHM here. Yeah. You've gone fucking hardcore munter. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's all the, okay. the podcast we need to do this week. Fantastic. A pleasure as always, Paul. Good crisps. Good platter, bad via FHM. Yes, yes. FHM can fuck off. I think they did, haven't they? Yeah. I didn't think... I didn't remember it as being that sort of nasty. No, but you know what? It's it's the hindsight. Memory makes fools of us all. Goodbye, Paul. Goodbye, Eli. (laughs)
1: the candy peddler. real, five for quarter. Anyone else, five packs for quarter. L.T. the best, five for a quarter. 100% the world's finest, five for quarter. Five for a quarter, I don't know, lady, I don't know, there's no chocolate here. Bittersweet, this is something different, something different, Five for a quarter. How much owe you, 50 cents? 50 cents, that's all, where can you get a bellyache so cheap? Cheaper than eggs I guess. cock-nag five for a quarter. Gold, of Mayat, Seketikas. Anybody want some of these? Anyone else? Five for a quarter. You want to try five? Twenty-five cents. From Israel. You don't believe it's kosher? Take a look. It says so, right on the wrap. I don't know. What the hell to tell you? Five for a quarter. You want five? Imported? Come on. Five for a quarter. Ten more left. Anyone else? Five of these for a quarter. Anybody want some? Got two boxes left inside. It's the last you're going to get today.